Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. Well, this year has gone by so quickly that I can hardly believe that it's Christmas time once again. When I started looking for Christmas stories to share with you, I decided to travel way back down memory lane and see if some of the very old stories from my childhood might be new ones to most of you. Of course, I only selected ones that I remembered enjoying, so I hope you'll enjoy the one I'm going to share with you now. It's the story of the Dwarf and the Cobbler's Sons. It's a Christmas story adapted by Mary Brecht Pulver. A long, long time ago, there lived a poor cobbler and his three sons, Franz, Frederick, and Fritz. The cobbler had a hard time indeed, for people were poor. Few were the shoes to be mended, and fewer still were the people who could pay for the mending. With the winter's snows lying deep on the ground and the winter's winds howling, the cobbler was finding it hard to keep three boys a tiny bit warm. As for the filling the stomachs of three hungry boys, the best that the cobbler could offer were chunks of boiled cornmeal. Now, as anyone can see, there seemed little chance for a gay and warm Christmas that year, and Franz, Fritz, and Frederick could not help being sad, and so was the cobbler. But on Christmas Eve, word came that a fine princess had damaged one of her best shoes while dancing quite clumsily, and the cobbler was asked to come and repair it. My sons, said the cobbler in a great whirl of delight, with the money I'll make from this night's work, we'll have a good Christmas dinner, at least something much better than cornmeal that's just boiled. So, though it's a long walk and a cold one, I'll go to the palace. I'll not be able to get home before morning, but you lie quiet and still in the bed, and try to keep warm until I return, and let no one in while I'm gone. Sometimes the wolves prowl on cold winter nights. Anyway, even to open the door will make you that much colder. And the three little boys promised to follow the cobbler's instructions. The cobbler tucked them into bed, as well as he could with one thin ragged blanket, which was all he owned, and gave each of them a lump of cornmeal, which was the last food he had to his name. Then away he went to the palace. The three boys stayed in bed as they had promised, and they kept little Fritz in the middle, for he was the youngest and should be the warmest. Suddenly there was a loud knock at the door. Who's there? cried Friedrich bravely. Dear me, dear me, cried a voice. I'm cold and I'm hungry. Let me in. It's the wind, decided little Fritz. It's the wolf, decided Franz. Peek out the window and see, suggested Frederick. So Franz stole out of bed and peeked out the window. And all he could see through the frosty glass was a small peaked cap. Not the wolf, said Franz. Not the wind. Neither of those wears a small peaked cap. It's someone who needs help, said Frederick. We must let him in. I'm sure that father would never want us to refuse help to some traveler. 
So he hopped out of bed and opened the door. Into the room came a dwarf, a tiny old man dressed from head to toe in bright, bright red. And almost to his toes hung a gray beard. Well, he said, so at last you got around to opening the door for me. And his eyes snapped angrily. Father told us not to open the door while he was gone, said Frederick. I'm very sorry. The dwarf said nothing to this, but his eyes sparkled more angrily than ever. Well, he cried, a fine warm bed and three big good-for-nothings in it. Out of my way, you loafers. I'm cold and tired. The little dwarf jumped into the middle of the bed and wrapped the only blanket snugly round him. Fritz, being only a baby, began to cry. But Frederick said to him in a whisper, Don't cry, little Fritz. He's old and much colder than we are. We must give our best to the tired traveler. Just then the dwarf saw the chunks of cornmeal. See here, he said angrily. Will you lie in bed and fill your stomachs with fine, rich food while I have nothing to eat at all? And the cross little dwarf snatched at Fritz's chunk of cornmeal. But Fritz, being only a baby, began to cry. "'Excuse him, sir,' said Franz. "'Fritz is so very small. "'Won't you take mine instead?' "'And mine,' offered Frederick. "'So the dwarf ate both chunks of cornmeal "'and then tried to go to sleep. "'Suddenly he sat up. "'There's not room in this bed for so many,' he said. "'You're crowding me. "'One of you will have to get out. "'Frederick, you're the oldest. "'You shall go first. "'The others can take turns with you. "'Go to the corner and stand on your head.' Frederick thought this was a strange thing to ask. It was bad enough to be forced out of his own bed by an ill-natured stranger, but to be expected to stand on his head? However, the cobbler had taught him to obey older people. So Frederick went to the corner, down went his head and up went his heels. And when he got his heels up into the air, Out of his pockets there rolled with thumps and bangs and pumps and taps a river of nuts and apples and oranges, hickory nuts, walnuts, chestnuts, butternuts, peanuts, apples by the dozens and apples by the hundreds, oranges big as balloons for eating, oranges small and juicy for squeezing. Well, shouted the dwarf, and the angry snapping of his eyes didn't seem nearly so angry. So you've been hiding treasures from me, have you? And the rest of you have treasures too, I've no doubt. We'll see about this. Franz, you stand on your head. Down went Franz's head, and up went his heels. His pockets too seemed to be filled for down on the floor with thumps and bangs and pops and taps fell a river of bright candies, every kind you ever heard about in all this world. Chocolates by the dozens, marshmallows by the cloudful, lemon drops and gum drops by hundreds. The brothers laughed and shouted as they gathered up these treasures, and the little dwarf's eyes did not seem to snap angrily at all. Little Fritz is next, he said. Frederick and Franz had to help Fritz, for he was much too small to be able to get his heels up in the air. 
So down went his head and up with his heels with the help of Franz and Frederick. And out of his pockets there rolled with thumps and bangs and pops and taps a river of money, gold pieces and silver pieces aplenty, enough for new warm blankets, new warm beds, new warm coats, and new warm mittens, enough for a fine turkey for Christmas, and enough for good meat the whole year round. Frederick remembered his manners and stopped staring at the money. He knew that the dwarf had come to test them. He knew the dwarf had come to learn whether they would give what they had to a stranger who needed it, even a very cross and unpleasant stranger. Oh, thank you, began Frederick, and then he stopped, for the little dwarf was gone. Not a sign could they see of his long gray beard or his red, red clothes. All that was left of the dwarf was his merry voice, drifting in through the window. A merry, merry Christmas to the cobbler and his three fine sons. It certainly paid off to show kindness to a stranger, didn't it? Of course, Christmas isn't the only time that we should show kindness to those in need. The real story of Christmas is a story of God's love as shown by sending his son to show us what true love is all about. If we love one another as he wants us to, then we'll also respond with kindness to others, as did the boys in our story today. Join me for another Christmas story next time in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner.